Dear Enchanted One, welcome to Enchanting Conversations, a podcast by Georgie, a creatrix of the arts and modern day enchantress, where I'm on a mission to help you to discover a world of enchantment where you can experience a life more awe, reverence and wonder than you can possibly imagine. Brimming with mythology, inspiration, stories, dreams, the arts and seasonal enchantments, these weekly conversations are for wondrous souls who seek an illuminating portal for enchanted living so that you can embody the art of enchantment in your everyday life. Dear Enchanted Ones, I hope you're all having a very dreamy July so far. I would love to know how you're spending these sun-drenched days, and if you're in the southern hemisphere, I would love to know how you're deciding to nourish your comfort this month. So, as always, all the ways to contact me are in the show notes below. But here in the Northern Hemisphere, as the warm sun illuminates the landscape around me, it made me want to highlight the summer garden. For me, there is an abundance of life and fascinating creatures to observe, and particularly in the summer. So today, I want to highlight the enchantment found in a summer garden that can then become a thriving ecosystem teeming with wondrous wildlife. From adorable hedgehogs to melodious birds to those elusive frogs, a summer garden offers this enchanting opportunity to connect with nature and to witness the wonders of the animal kingdom. So in this conversation today, let's go on a little exploration together and meet the delightful creatures you might be able to encounter in a summer garden. As someone who is extremely passionate about nurturing wildlife, I'll be offering my tips along the way on creating a wildlife-friendly space that welcomes these magical visitors. But of course, if you don't have a garden, there are so many ways that you can still nurture the wildlife around you. There is so much you can do with a balcony space, and I love doing this for my friends who live in bustling cities, but you might also be able to have an allotment space near you, or you might just simply want to volunteer and help your beloved wildlife friends. So with that, let's start with angel hedgehogs. So in case you don't know, hedgehogs are actually one of my favorite creatures in the whole entire world and I'm beyond passionate for doing everything I can to provide a safe and loving environment for them to really thrive. In the summer garden and beyond, hedgehogs are nocturnal creatures that often seek refuge in gardens during the summer months. Having said that, I recently found this adorable video on Instagram of hedgehogs in Finland who are currently experiencing the lighter evenings and I'll link that below because it's such a wondrous and adorable sight. Meanwhile, here in the UK and in other parts of the world where you'll find hedgehogs, you can create a very welcoming environment for hedgehogs by providing a sheltered area with leaves, with logs or maybe even a hedgehog house. 
If you are going to do this, then definitely make sure it's a very peaceful part of your garden and be sure not to disturb them because hedgehogs often have their babies at this time of year and so they need a really safe and protected area. You can also leave out a shallow dish of fresh water and offer some specialist hedgehog food. My hedgehogs love Spike's food, which is absolutely not sponsored, but they won't eat anything else now. But you can try cat or dog food, especially if you're just starting, because this is a great way to supplement their diet if you can't access hedgehog food. And in order to see hedgehogs, you'll need to keep an eye out for your cute and spiky visitors exploring your garden at dusk and during the night. So my very first encounter with hedgehogs was as a child where we had tons and tons. But when I moved to more of a woodland area and where I have an abundance of foxes, I assumed we didn't have any because I never really saw any. But in 2021, I was having this really hideous flare where I just couldn't get out of bed for months and months. And one night I crawled to my window and I went to shut my window, but then lo and behold, I spotted a hedgehog. I was honestly so happy and I thought I was hallucinating at first, but truly it was probably one of the happiest moments of my life because I have longed to nurture them in my garden again. So during that time, my family then so kindly got some food for me and they put out the bowls of water and they helped feed the hedgehogs until I was well enough to take over. And then last year I got a hedgehog camera installed which is so special to just feel really engaged with hedgehogs and of course any other nightlife activity going on in your garden. I also built a clear feeding station because what I was noticing on the camera is some nights a fox or a cat would come and they would eat the food before the hedgehogs and this would heartbreak me so during this recording in 2023 I now have about six to ten hedgehogs I think that visit regularly and they are just my greatest joy and I just love giving them this helping hand and with this new feeding station that I made it's just beautiful because they are getting all the food so no other animal is eating it and it's just beautiful so clearly I have a lot to share about hedgehogs so what I'm going to do is I think maybe later in the year I'll record a separate episode about them. So if you have any questions as well or any questions or queries, let me know in the comment section of this, if you're listening to this on Spotify. And if not, you, find, you can find all my contact details in the show notes. So moving on to another equal love of mine, birds. I can't begin to tell you how much I adore birds especially woodland birds and here I'm really lucky to create a home for blue tits, great tits, cold tits, siskins, goldfinches, bullfinches, greenfinches, goldcrests, woodpeckers, robins and blackbirds and the nuthatch and there's there's many many more so clearly I have a very abundant area for birds and summer in general is a really prime season for bird watching in the garden. Having said that, in July, it's really important to not be too concerned if you don't see the number of birds that you would normally see. 
So at this time of year, birds are actually sheltering from the blazing heat and many are also molting their feathers for the hot season. So this leaves them with a lot less energy and it can make them quite vulnerable as they are molting. So the best thing that you can do for your birds in July and in the summer is to still set up bird feeders with a variety of seeds and also mealworms to attract different species. Another really important thing is to have a bird bath or to provide safe shallow dishes of water for birds to drink from. You can also put big stones or rocks in this so the birds don't slip or fall in. And I also love having hanging water feeders and you can get these from well, your local garden center or online, and you can put these in all of your trees and it's just so beautiful. Actually, just as I'm recording this now, the woodpecker is even on them. He's clinging on and it's just so beautiful and it provides them with really safe hydration. So following on from the importance of water hydration, having a pond or water feature is also a really great thing to have. And it's the perfect time to observe the captivating world of frogs and toads. So as summer brings warmth and moisture, these amphibians become more active. So be sure to listen for their modest croaks and watch as they leap from lily pad to lily pad. You can also create a really frog-friendly and toad-friendly habitat by ensuring your pond has shallow edges and a variety of plants for shelter. This is really important for other animals too. I also have a little frog and toad house and you can find these again in your local garden centre or online. And so then with the abundance of blooming flowers, summer attracts a colourful array of butterflies and buzzing bees. So in order to give these gorgeous life givers everything they need, be sure to plant a variety of nectar-rich flowers such as lavender, cone flowers and butterfly bushes to entice these enchanting creatures. And then watch as butterflies gracefully flutter from bloom to bloom while bees diligently collect pollen, enhancing the pollinization in your garden. If you haven't already, I really recommend listening to my July Almanac because I share the inspiration we can take from bees in summer. Oh, and one more thing is that you can create a bee and butterfly feeder. So I'm going to create a tutorial for this in Whimsy World, my free e-letter, that is packed full of exclusive, wondrous extras just like this. So if you'd like to receive this free e-letter, then simply head to the show notes below where you can sign up today. However, essentially, a butterfly and bee feeder can be made from sugar water, that you can either add to sponges, which you hang up, or you can get specially made butterfly feeder containers and then you just put the water in there. But by creating a butterfly feeder in your garden, you not only provide a source of nourishment for these delicate creatures, but you also invite their enchanting presence into your outdoor space. So I really highly recommend getting a butterfly and bee house as well, and you can put this alongside the feeder so that on any stormy days or throughout the year, they have somewhere safe to rest. So overall, enjoy the beauty and wonder of butterflies and bees as they visit your garden and bring a touch of magic to your surroundings. And by the way, if you adore butterflies as much as I do, 
you might want to take part in the butterfly count that runs from the 14th of July to the 6th of August, but I'm only 99% sure of those dates, so I will leave them in the show notes below alongside the link where you can go and download everything that you need. So next up are beautiful dragonflies and damselflies. These fascinating insects can be seen darting around the garden, often near bodies of water. You can observe their delicate wings and vibrant colours as they zip through the air, hunting for prey and adding a touch of enchantment to the garden. Moving on to ladybugs and other beneficial insects. Something we often forget to nurture in the garden is insects, but please don't forget about the smaller inhabitants of the garden. These tiny marvels play a really crucial role in maintaining the ecological balance of your garden by preying on plant damaging pests. So you can encourage their presence by simply avoiding harmful chemicals and pesticides and then planting flowers that provide nectar and shelter. You can also try and build an insect house in your garden. Hedgehogs also love this and you can do this at no cost by just leaving a pile of logs in one part of your garden. But of course as well you can buy those bug hotels and I'm sure you've seen them, they're very cute. Finally, let us not forget squirrels and the other adorable smaller mammals that you might be able to see during the day that can keep you amused. So in summer, we can observe the antics of playful squirrels as they scamper up trees and they leap between branches. I have an abundance of squirrels, which sometimes can be a blessing and sometimes when I'm trying to look after my birds, it can also be a bit of a curse. But nonetheless, they do make me smile and I wouldn't have the garden without them because they do bring me so much joy. And as I record these podcasts, sometimes they just make me laugh and I have to pause and then come back to you because they are nature's comedians. But these creatures certainly do bring a touch of charm and wonder and also diversity of life in our sharing spaces in our garden. I also have some snakes in my garden, which some people maybe are a little bit afraid of, but I forgot to mention this, but also you can have things like compost heaps in your garden and snakes love this. And when you do see one, it can be a rather wondrous sight. But of course, be very careful. The snakes in my garden are not poisonous at all. But if you do have poisonous snakes in your garden or your surrounding area, be very, very, very careful in the ways that maybe you have a compost heap and if you're messing about with it too much. But above all, remember that when observing wildlife, it's really important to respect their space and not to disturb their natural behavior more than we have to. So simply creating a wildlife friendly garden with diverse plants, water sources, sheltered areas, and again, those pesticide free and chemical environments are so important. And that way we can simply attract a wide variety of enchanting creatures and provide them with that all important safe haven. So however you spend your summer this year, I really hope that some of you have been inspired to observe the intricate interactions between these creatures and to marvel at the wonders of nature all around you. 
I really hope that you can take time this summer to just sit quietly and observe their behaviour and through that appreciate the interconnectedness of nature. Whether it's rustling of leaves with hedgehogs or the beautiful songs of birds or the playful antics of frogs and squirrels, each encounter brings a touch of magic and it reminds us of the wonders that unfold right outside our doorstep. So step into your garden this July with an open heart and keen eyes and ears and prepare to be captivated by the wildlife that calls itself home in your garden. And of course, following on from the theme of my July almanac, it invites us to slow down and to savour the present moment and to really recognise the pause when we find solace in the wonders of nature. So I really hope you enjoy soaking up every moment of this aliveness. And if you have any questions or want help attracting anything that I have spoken about, please do reach out. You can find me on all the links in the show notes below. And if you prefer Instagram, you can find me at blog. If you've enjoyed this conversation, I would love to invite you to Whimsy World, my free monthly e-letter based on my blog and the Enchanting Conversations podcast. With bespoke recipes and crafts and essays and giveaways and so much more, it's my ultimate hope that Whimsy World will enable you to travel into the deepest realms of wonder and enchantment so that you can truly feel and embody your own world and the world around you, which can be filled with more magic than you can possibly imagine. So if you love these conversations here on the podcast, I would love to welcome you in Whimsy World and the link to sign up is in the show notes below. But until our next conversation together or wherever we next connect, thank you again and again for being a vessel of whimsy, wonder and enchantment with me today. Your support is such a blessing for me. I cannot wait to hear how you get on embodying all of the beauty of your summer garden with all my love, Georgie. Thank you so deeply for listening to the Enchanted Conversations podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating this podcast and leaving a review through Apple or Spotify. You can also help this podcast reach more enchanted souls just like you by sharing this conversation with your loved ones. For even more enchanted living content and to deepen our conversations together, a world filled with even more beauty, magic, wonderment and enchantment awaits you at georgiexoxo.com. With love and infinite blessings, Georgie.